Welcome to another episode of the MS Burgess. Hello. Uh, so it's a new week and, well, a new episode. We haven't done an episode in in like a fortnight, is yeah. it every two weeks now? Every two weeks. Um, which is, you know, we've mentioned before, it's just because uh, if we did an episode every week, I'm not sure what we could cover it on, I suppose, or what we could do. Um, because, you know, we're not going out, we're not involving ourselves in as much as we used to. Um, you know, there's just bits and... Yeah. Bob's going on nothing too uh too weird, I suppose. I mean, there are some things. Like I suppose me and you are still going out, you know, and um I know that when you think about it on like I suppose if you think about it to explain to someone else, or if someone explained it to me a bit ago and I'd have said like, Oh, you know, there's gonna be this lockdown and everybody's not no one's gonna be going out and doing stuff. I imagine for a lot of people that are on the spectrum, you'd think, Oh great, you know. Yeah. Not having to go out. If you've got a job, you don't have to go to work, you don't have to go to school, you don't have to do the things that would be bad for you, you know, mentally, like that kind of thing. Um, But I know there's a lot of people that uh, I think I've seen on like social media and stuff that people are saying that they are obviously in lockdown with um, other people. Um, I don't mean like children, because obviously with children, they... You know, you live with your parents, anything. When I was a kid, like, I was trying to think of a time where I had, like, time on my own. The only time you had time on your own when you're younger is, you know, in your bedroom and you can still do that. But I mean more, like, autistic adults, I suppose. Like, if you're in a relationship with someone um, or you're in a house share with somebody. Yeah, or Yeah, flatmates. Anything like that. They'd normally be a period. Or living with family as well, even as a, an adult. Uh, um, yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there'd be time where you would spend time on your own, but then obviously people aren't at work. You know, people that can work are working at home. Yeah. So I guess you are around people. You know, I never really thought about it that way because, you know, since we've been into, since lockdown happened here, it's just been me and you. Yeah. So, like, we've been having, like, the odd meetings with family and stuff on, like, Zoom and things like that. But we haven't really been going out. But, yeah, I had never really thought about it. But I've seen a lot on, like, social media of people talking about how they, um, you know, uh, in lockdown with people that they see all the time. It's not that they don't like, but, you know, they those people would leave the house. Yeah. Uh, and leave them on their own. Yeah, I mean, I think even, like, it, it, it's not anything to do with how much you, you know, like or dislike someone. Or even, like, how much somebody annoys you. I think just the presence of other people, especially when you're on the spectrum, generally a lot of people on the spectrum do like and need um alone time and usually more alone time than other people might um like neurotypical people sometimes so again it's, it's kind of all subjective and i know that everyone needs time to themselves at points but yeah i think generally people on the spectrum do tend to like um just being on their own for longer periods of time so i think being in lockdown there might be a, a struggle with that especially if you are around someone that likes to make conversation a lot (laughs) I I know a lot of people like to make conversation but that I think there are a lot of people that like to if you're in the same room they like to be making conversation otherwise it feels kind of uncomfortable if you're both sort of sat there in silence but I think um well I know for me and for you and I'm going to assume for other people on the spectrum, sometimes like sitting in silence is just the 
the optimum. Yeah, like I I do a lot of stuff with like Twitter. Um, most of them I'm always kind of checking Twitter all the time. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, I've played a lot of video games mm. like while we've been, not while I've not been at work, you know, there's a load of games that I've been playing like loads of open world stuff that I'm into at the moment because open world games seem to be... Well, I remember reading an article that said that, like, while you're in lockdown and can't go out, you should play open world games and it gave a list of ones to play because then it feels like you're out. But personally, I realised that I always play those sort of games anyway. Uh, And I think it is because in open world games, you can go out and do stuff. And I find that easier than, you know, going out and do stuff in the real world. Yeah. Um, but while I'm doing that, I don't really talk. And, you know, like when I've been in relationships with uh, like NT people in the past, I've been playing computer games. They want to talk, they want to chat and that kind of thing. And I don't want to because I'm like in this, um, you know, like. World yeah. almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like when I'm not talking, they find it weird because they want to have a conversation. So I know firsthand that like NT people, not all of them, uh, not like saying everybody, but like they, they want to have conversations while that kind of stuff's happening. Yeah. You know, and I'm a bit like, no, because I'm doing this, you know. So like when I have lived with uh, like girlfriends, I kind of just, you know, they want to chat and they want to do stuff when they're there. But then there'll be times where they go to work and then while they're at work and say I'm off because my work is it's shift based. So I don't do the same stuff. And like um, a lot of exes I've had their work was shift based as well. There would be periods of time or hours in the day where, I'm in the flat on my own and I wouldn't be talking to anybody or doing anything. Uh, And I guess if you're living with someone and if you are in relationship with somebody that is NT and, you know, you're both in the house at the same time, uh, I guess there's periods where if you're with someone that is autistic and they're not talking to you, it's not because they're like not wanting to talk to you. They're just, I guess, trying to get there during that time that they would normally have. Like you've read a lot of books, like while we've been like this, like you've been getting through loads of books I do get through a lot of books yeah you've been doing like hours and hours and hours of reading uh but I guess the difference is, is I've never looked over you and just thought oh you haven't spoke to me in a while are you more interested in your book and I'm not saying that like all NT people are like that yeah. and, and needy and need it but you know when you haven't spoken to somebody for hours uh, and they're in the same room as you I know for a lot of people that's weird I know for a lot of NT people the you know they get uncomfortable with certain silences um and whereas autistic people, it's they need the silence. Sometimes, like when I need like the silence, and I'm with someone that just keeps talking, I find myself getting like agitated with the person that just keeps talking. Yeah. And it's not with what they're saying or the sound of their voice or that they're talking. It's just I've kind of allocated this time as like I need time to I don't know whatever you know autistic people class it as reflecting or whatever it is that we need that time for. Um, you know, it's it is what it is. Yeah, like I, I noticed that um, sometimes with you, um, we we can be chatting and have a conversation and it's all fine. But sometimes, um, say we have been a little bit quieter for a while, so you've been doing something or you're doing something else and uh, me too. If I come to you with a conversation, there are times when, you know, it's we, we'll have the conversation and we'll go back to doing what we're doing. But there's also times that I notice that you just from the way you're talking, you're not really wanting to talk that much now and not because you're rude or anything like that. It's just, I can sort of tell from like the tone of your voice or that you, you're sort of still, you're still in your zone. It's like, you're not quite ready to come out of, I don't know, say you're playing a game. You're not quite ready to come out and have like a conversation yet. And that's fine. Like 
it's not an issue and it's not something that like I'm, try, I'm trying to make you feel bad about or whatever because I'm sure I do the same but I I notice it and I think okay like, I'm gonna go back to doing what I'm doing and we'll like pick this up I don't know in like 10-20 minutes or whenever you're ready to talk but I can understand that it would be quite frustrating if it's really like pushed upon you like now you need to you need to be ready to talk I just noticed that that sometimes with you I can sort of tell that you're not quite yeah so I guess that's um but you know a lot of this time when you want to be by yourself you are usually you know there's no one there to watch you do it so I guess trying to fit your like quiet time in when you're around people could be difficult I have seen loads of people on like social media and stuff saying that they people are thinking oh yeah this lockdown and stuff you must be loving it not having to go to work go to school that kind of thing but they're just like yeah that's fine but I'm also not trapped but you know I'm inside with people that you know I know family whatever but there's periods of time now where they weren't there before slots in the day where you were like well I'll be on my own at this point yeah and obviously like if you're in a relationship with someone that you don't live with uh, that's autistic and they've gone into lockdown on their own and uh, you haven't heard from them for a while I, I don't know I can never I've never really thought about that because I know I've lived on my own a few times mm, and uh, that's a really good point like if you're with someone that well, knew someone that is autistic and they've gone into lockdown and now you're not hearing from them like I always think about like what would happen there but for me I would get into the routine of not seeing the person yeah. um like I was in a relationship when I moved from um Nottingham where I'm from to Bournemouth and I was in a relationship with someone and you know we were going to do like the long distance thing but then because my routine didn't involve her at all yeah I got so used to her not being around that eventually my routines changed to the point where I wasn't in my head I forgot that I was in a relationship with somebody yeah like I didn't like get involved with somebody else or anything like that I just kind of got used to that person not being around and then I forgot I was in a relationship and the relationship ended because you know they were ringing me and I was forgetting to ring them uh it was becoming more and more and that's kind of like how I work you know for for a lot of people is if they were especially like I think with girlfriends because they're such like a big part of your routine when they disappear because that whole part of your routine's gone um you try and replace it but you can't replace it with anything because there's nothing similar to that so you just get rid of it completely and put something else there which I guess is replacing but do you know what I mean like so I got used to seeing every day and you know hanging around with her all the time yeah and then when I came to Bournemouth there's no way of doing that because it's it's like a four-hour drive away yeah uh so you just you don't you get used to them not being there and not being there. And then the time you would have spent with them, you'd like, well, now this is time to do this or do that. And then eventually those things take over and then you forget. Um, I mean, obviously I've got family that don't live here with me and the same thing hasn't happened with them. But the reason for that is because uh, there's no set, there was no set routine there. Yeah. Um, and so because there was no set routine there, there's no set routine. Like when I speak to my mom, there's no routine of when I speak to my mom or how long I speak to my mom or how long, you know, or, or how, you know, video yeah. message, phone call, that kind of thing. So it's kind of, it doesn't really matter because it's not part of my routine anyway. So it'll just appear, you know, sporadically through my week, yeah. you know, contact with family. So it's not like they held a like concrete slot in my day that now I don't have anymore. And obviously when you're on the spectrum and you have this solid routine that then changes, it is disorientating and you have to quickly 
get something back into place. Otherwise, you're kind of everything's a nightmare. Yeah. And it's the same with that. And I imagine if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend that's autistic and you're not autistic yourself, or even if you are, uh, and now you've had to lock down separately because, you know, your partner lives somewhere else and you've not seen them. Um, yeah, I imagine there's the worry that they're, if it were me and if I was in a relationship with someone and I got locked down separately and wasn't seeing them at all, I think for me, I would start creating a new routine now because I'm on my own. <laughs> You know, because we've been locked down for like how long? Like two and a bit months. So I'd start doing a routine that didn't involve them because they're not there. And therefore, I think it's not like I'd be like, we're not in a relationship anymore. But I think I'd be less and le- I'd think about calling them less or letting them know less and like doing things like that. So I hope that that is comforted. No, I'm, saying, of you. No, I'm saying that's that's me. I'm saying that's me. No, like, I know. Like I'm not, I'm not, like obviously if you're NT and listen to this and now you're worried that your boyfriend, girlfriend is done with you, that's, that's only if you, if you, if you listen to this right now and you're in a relationship with me and I'm now separately, that's how that would work. But I'm not saying that's all of it. Uh, I'm just saying that's how I would be dealing with this now. But obviously I know a lot of people that are on the spectrum that are in relationships with people because I've had messages and stuff. And they are still there. But I think the thing is, is to think if you haven't heard from them a while, it's not because they've now gone, well, I've now replaced no. lunch with my girlfriend with showering at this time of the day. Yeah. Like what I'm saying is, is if you don't hear from them, it's not as weird as, you know, like I know some people on, uh, I've got some people on, I think on Instagram that are a NT relationship. Both of them are NT and they are locked down separately. Um, yeah. And they're like messaging each other all the time and talking to each other and that kind of thing. And they're both talking about how hard it is that they're not together. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's easy to make that comparison if you are NT and with an autistic person to see other people saying this is so hard not seeing my boyfriend, seeing my girlfriend. And then you think, well, my, my boyfriend doesn't care, you know. Yeah. But I think for a lot of people that are autistic, they they haven't forgotten about you. It's just, you know, they have quiet periods where they don't really do this. And obviously there's a huge change in how they now communicate with you instead of seeing you. It's only this way. So I'm, I'm saying, I was trying to say it in like a comforting kind of way of, uh, no, I know. if you're not, if you're not hearing from them, it doesn't mean that they've forgot about you unless it's me. Cause then that's, that's kind of like how my brain works, but that's the same. I mean, we've mentioned it before with like friends and stuff. Uh, I don't keep in touch with any friends if I don't mm. see them on a regular basis. Uh, so like the friends I had at uni and that kind of thing, once uni ended and the structure and how I knew them disappeared, so did our friendship because yeah. I couldn't logically think of a way to maintain it. But I'm not saying that's what happens here. Like obviously all autistic people are different. It's just for me, I think I have to have uh, a certain way of knowing someone the only way it works is, like I say, if there's there was never a set routine or pattern in the first yeah. place, then uh, I don't worry about trying to maintain it because there's nothing there to maintain. It'll just happen when it happens. I think you know? also, like, for, for me, and I don't know if this is the same for other people, but for me, I find it really difficult to maintain, um, like, conversations in... Uh, I mean, mainly conversations... I find it quite difficult to maintain that over the form of like technology. So if it's like in person, you're you're talking to someone, that for me is a lot easier to handle. But I don't really like looking at my phone very often. To have like my phone keep going off, it for some reason it I find it it's almost like a bit triggering. <laughs> I find it really annoying. If my phone keeps going and keeps going, like I can hold a conversation over you know, like 
messaging somebody i can hold that conversation for like maybe four or five messages and then at that point i've just lost interest or what else i'm really bad for is reading the message and then thinking oh like i'm gonna have to put not uh as in i don't like the message but oh i'm gonna have to put time into replying to that i'll do it later and then sort of just forget like i i read the message and then i think yeah, yeah yeah i'll get around to replying to that and it just doesn't happen sometimes it happens like a week later i've got a friend there who i work with who like makes jokes that she'll send me a message and then like a week later i'll respond to it and what's the point but it's just because i just forget and then i pick up a couple of days maybe a week later so i think that's another tricky thing i mean i guess for me it's easier for people to call me i know you don't like phone calls but i that was to nikki not to to you the the public i don't know <laughs> but um i i prefer phone calls because at least then i can like hold the conversation and then it um sort of like end and that's fine it's still not as easy as face-to-face communication but yet yeah, the messaging i find really difficult i mean with communicating with my family because i live quite far away from my family um the phone calls are easier than uh messages but equally i think i talk to my family more because i live further away from them i mean i speak to them like once a week but i think for me like we we've both talked about this before we like living a distance from our families it feels and that's not because we don't like our families but it's just like it's a lot easier to maintain that relationship when there's a distance it just i don't know i don't know it just helps but i find that then i can communicate with them more frequently because don't have to see them as much so maybe it's working out like better for people when they're yeah like i say it can, it's, it's different for everyone isn't it uh i just mean like cause obviously some people listen to our uh, episodes as a way to understand some people that they're with you know, autism-wise, so, um, yeah, I just made it more like, because if you're not seeing them, you're not hearing from them, chances are that they are there, it's just, with someone that is, I mean, I'm terrible for it as well, like, people message me, and I read the message, but then I don't reply to the message, um, because, I, yeah, I just don't, I read it and go, oh, cool, and then that's it, even if the message is asking for a reply, yeah, uh, I tend to just read it and then not reply to it, but not because I think, like, I can't bother to reply, it's just, for some reason, I read it, and then, I, I don't know, it, it takes me time to to process that I should be replying to that. But it doesn't mean that I'm ignoring you or like that kind of thing. I just, I just don't reply to stuff straight away. I mean, it's kind of, it's bad sometimes because sometimes people email me stuff or message me things saying that they need to know by this time. And I think, good, okay then. And then I still don't reply to yeah, it anyway. And then before you know it, it's it's been too long. And I'm like, oh, well, it doesn't matter now anyway, because that was actually six days ago. Do you uh, know what is another thing? I mean, that's totally something you do. You did it the other day where you had to, to reply. And you, I think, just forgot you didn't get around to it. Um, but I also think sometimes people don't make it really obvious that they want a reply. And I don't know whether I just think people are telepathic or something, but... Um, the the other day we were doing like a, a quiz over Zoom um, with my family and I got a message to say, um, we're going to do it this time. Is that OK? OK, so maybe there was a question in there, but it was like, we're going to do it this time. Is that OK? The code is this. And uh, I read the message and I thought, yeah, that's fine. Fine. Great. 
So I didn't reply. And then like an hour later, I got another message with, are you, are you doing it tonight? And I thought, yeah, if I wasn't, I would have messaged to say I wasn't. But I, I, you know, thinking about it, I guess they weren't to know that that was my thought process. So maybe I should have replied. But yeah, I, I think sometimes if it's not really obvious that you want a reply, I just think, okay, you just want me to process that information. Fine. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I mine's different. So like, I'll it's because of me because of all like the thoughts I have and like I'm constantly thinking about stuff. Sometimes I'll be on my phone thinking about stuff, um, or I'll be scrolling through Twitter, which I do a lot anyway, just yeah. to see what's going on and stuff. And I'll be reading something or looking at something or just following what people are talking about. And then I'll get like a WhatsApp message while I'm doing that. Uh, and obviously, I I see the WhatsApp message because you know on phones it doesn't. You don't have to open it to see it now. It just the little box comes up at the top telling you what the message says. Yeah, I'll read it and then like because I'm deep in the thing that I'm doing, I'll read it and go, okay, yeah, okay, I can read that. And then I go back to the thing I'm doing. And then, you know, once I finish doing the thing I'm doing, I put my phone down uh, and then I go and do something else. And it doesn't occur to me that I had a message during the slot of time where I was doing this thing. Yeah. It's the same when I'm like playing computer games. I'll see my phone go off. I'll look over it and see a message and be like, okay, yeah. And I won't stop what I'm doing. I'll just carry on doing what I'm doing. But then it's, you know, that the thought of having that message has been, is long gone now. I haven't remembered I've got mm. it. And then like, Four or five days later, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got that WhatsApp message, didn't I? Uh, and yeah, I think that's that's my main thing. I don't I don't think, well, I don't need to reply to that because it's obvious. I just, I get messages at times where I'm too distracted and I read it and I think, okay, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and then it's not until like I'm talking to you or something or something happens that I think, oh yeah, I got that message. Yeah. And I'm thinking, damn it, that was a week ago. Yeah. And then I go back into... WhatsApp. The thing I do that's weird though is I reply like I've just read that's it. That's what I do. Yeah. But it's not time. intentional to try and pretend like I haven't seen the message because like obviously with some with most apps, I mean, it tells you that the person has read your message. Um I just read the message then and then go, right, that was the message. And then I reply like I've just read it. And then it goes back. And then, you know, for a lot of people, I do get the message back of, yeah, cheers. Uh, that would have been handy seven days ago. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, well, like, you know, it's better than no reply. Yeah, sometimes people would, like, I mean, it doesn't happen very often, but sometimes it would be like, oh, are you, are you free at sort of 12 o'clock tomorrow? Like, say we've made plans with Emily or something, and it would be like, okay, yeah, you guys come over at 12. I read that. I think there's no point replying to that, but there'll be other things in the message. So I think we'll just show up at 12 and then like a week later, I'll respond to the other parts of the message and be like, and, and we did show up at 12 and she'll be like, yeah, I, I know. And we've discussed this when I saw you. So don't worry. Yeah. Um, Just as a another note, what I was thinking as well about this whole, because we've obviously be, spent a lot of time together, but not spent a lot of time with anybody else. I do worry that after, like, when you have to go back to spend time with people, that I'll have forgotten how to act around people because I would say, like, with you, like, we have quite a... a like, the way we are is very sarcastic with each other. Or, like, I would say mean, but in like not in an actual mean way, but we'll say things that are kind of rude but we like obviously it's a joke yeah and i mean we do it's, that a lot it's it's the for a lot of things it's the it's the english way yeah you know? it's uh it's how people that are friends that are english talk to each other and it's in a way that 
if you don't understand how English people are, you'd be sure that they hated each other. Yeah, that is that is a hundred percent how we talk to each other. Like we're quite we're quite rude to each other, but in like a fun, jokey way. And I guess in many ways, we try and push it to the extreme of how how mean can I get with it still being funny? Yeah, you know, like and that's kind of how we are with each other, how we talk to each other. I do worry that like I'll go back to having to be around other people and I'll say something that. I think it's really funny and they give me a look of that was definitely that crossed all the lines. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, you're it's different for you because you're still working from home. Yeah. So like, obviously, I'm not working at all, but you're working from home. So like Monday to Friday, you know, nine to five, you are on your Chromebook and you are messaging people and you're always ringing people. You're always ringing the people you true. work with. Yeah. You have to have work Zoom meetings. Um, yeah, that is true. Like every, I can't what day of the week it is, but you have it every morning. Yeah. You have to Zoom with your bosses and other people you work with. And you're always ringing your other work colleagues yeah. to ask about certain things that you're doing and what's going on here. So, you know what, like, and apart from the fact that you physically aren't seeing people, you are seeing people through Zoom and you are talking to people. Yeah, you're right. You're I talking am, to actually. more people than I am, really. Because, I mean, um, when we Zoom with your family for the quiz we've been doing weekly I don't really talk to them anyway uh not because I don't want to it's just it's kind of for me like video calling's a bit I don't mind it but it's it's kind of after a bit you kind of just you don't notice and also when we're playing a quiz I'm a bit more like questions you know I don't want to do that and it's your family you know you're talking about things that I'm not really involved in oh yeah also like it's it's a lot of people and as you say it's it's difficult when it's not but yeah, so your family, yeah. I'm not really talking to your family. I talk to my mom mm. uh, and then that's about it. My mom and you are all I'm talking to. Yeah. Uh, whereas I feel like you're actually more integrated with people than I think you are. You're actually pretty pretty much talking to all the same people you talked to before you stopped yeah, having right. to go to the yeah, office. Yeah. So I think you'll be fine. I mean, the only thing you're not doing is uh, you have not been you don't go because we used to do the food shop together uh on a saturday morning and now it's on a thursday morning i do the food shop on my own uh but that's because you hate what supermarkets have become now so you know supermarkets for you were bad enough but now because of like the rules you know having to queue outside uh and then when you get in you know not Weirdly, none of the supermarkets around us have any rules once you're inside the supermarket other than you know the two meters apart thing but if you travel a bit further out, there's one supermarket that I have to go to to get a certain item. And they have, and from what I can tell, because I've been to the same chain other supermarkets, this one one, it seems like it's gone insane with the rules. Mm. I mean, I understand the rules are there for a reason, but this this one supermarket's rules, like they have gone to a whole new level of uh, the rules. Like they, they cordon off certain aisles. So they let like certain people into one aisle and then they put these like, you know, there's yellow plastic barriers you put yeah. up for like wet floors and stuff. They put them up and then you're not allowed to enter until those people have come out of that bit. You know, like a bouncer in a nightclub yeah. when they let the string like... Yeah, they've yeah. got like that going on on each aisle. And um, you have to say you want something at the far end of the aisle. There's a little like marked out box like next to each other and you have to stand. So if you want something that's five aisles down, you've got to just queue move to the next box and move to the next box and move to the next box until you get to the one you want. Uh, whereas other supermarkets, you know, you can go down the same aisle together providing that you, um, 
you know, keep your two meters apart. They yeah. don't, they're not like it's this, that and the other. And not many supermarkets have done the uh, one way round system. Only the really big ones have. And this, this, anyway, this one's gone, it's gone mental. And for some reason, there's, there's something that we have that's one of our like routine foods that we can only get in this one supermarket. <laughs> so I have to go to it to get it. Um, and weirdly, the other ones that are the same chain as this one don't sell it. It's just this one. I don't know why. Uh, and you won't go in it. Like <laughs> it we went, me. we pulled up to it once to go in it, and the queue to get in was insane. Uh, and then they like deep cleanse the trolleys on the way in as well, which I know for some all supermarkets have it, where they have this thing of like um, you know, there's a table now with like yeah. a spray and cloth, and you wipe it down before you go in. But this one, it's almost mandatory that you do that. And then there's like a hand gel sanitizer thing that they like, they tell you to sanitize your hands before you go in, which I know you you should and, you know, all that stuff. But a lot of, super, I've never seen supermarkets make it like a, a thing. In fact, a lot of supermarkets around here don't even have the hand sanitizer thing outside. You bring your own if you're going to use it. Yeah. Uh, whereas this one, it's kind of like, do this, do that. Like they have about three security guards outside the front of it instead of just the one that's at the other places. Uh, and yeah, it's a bit, crazy it's a bit crazy like for me in general when i go to supermarkets i go in i get what i want i get out but with this one it's almost impossible to go in and get what you want and get out you've got to go in you've got a queue to get in once you're in queue to get into the aisle you want then you've got to wait in the aisle until you get to the until your box until you get to the bit you want yeah. and that kind of thing and it, it makes it really difficult to go to this one like i i can see why you don't but like the other other ones i've kind of got used to it now like for me it's it's like everything else you know like i i know how stuff works or work out how it, you're supposed to do it and then i just you know fake it a little bit i mean obviously i've got issues with the fact that there's all these new rules now um yeah. you know because it's me you know anybody that listens to our episodes you all everybody knows how i feel about authority and being told what to do uh and i get i mean like i get varying degrees of i don't like the people that are actually in charge of me telling me what to do so i get a little bit yeah. like you know when strangers are telling me what to do I, I had it the other day where i was walking through um a shopping center and I was two meters apart, just to clarify. I definitely was. But I moved ever so slightly to the right close to this person. The gap was still there. This supermarket has these weird sticker strips on the floor yeah. that show you where it is. But this person felt that the distance was four meters apart for some reason. Like yeah. They felt that like we had to be as far away as, as physically possible. And they just started screaming at me like... Like, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say what they said because they, they used a lot of like swearing with me when they shouted yeah. at me and they were just shouting at me and I had my headphones on so I, I, I couldn't really hear them. But like, and I just thought, I know some people are scared and worried about this kind of thing, but it took all my like control and like, you know, to not take my headphones off and basically tell them what I thought about mm. their like mental hysteria. Well done. I know. Um, but then, you know, I, I was on my way to a supermarket to do the food shop for the week and I spent the whole time going around the supermarket thinking, yeah, who do they think? I just screaming at people like, Joe, and I was like that all the way through it that I think I missed a couple of items because I've taken, I've started taking because the, I never normally take a shopping list when I go shopping. I don't normally write what I'm going to take because we get the same stuff all the time. So yeah. I don't want to get, but because I'm going into a place where there's now these weird rules and they've got like the, the radio constantly repeating the rules 
And, you know, I'm around loads of people in gloves and masks. It's quite daunting, isn't it? Yeah, like, especially if you're on the spectrum, it's a bit weird. Like, I understand why you don't want to go and that kind of thing. But, like, because I have to follow my list, I was so annoyed by this person (laughs) that I left, I missed a couple of things off my list. And I was just like, ooh. And it was because I spent the whole time just going, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to scream at people in the street (laughs) for no reason because that's normal. Uh, And I was a bit like that. And, like, when I went on the way out, so when I was walking on the way out, I was carrying on the shopping. I walked back the way I came in and I thought, if I see them on the way back, I am going to tell them. Like, I, I, I just thought, no, I'm not having this. Um, like, I was tempted to see them, you know, make sure I was a forest part much bigger than two metres and like eight metres apart. And then be like, is this fair enough apart? Are you OK over there? Like, you know what I mean? Are you sure this is like... And I, you know, I mean, like I didn't see them again, obviously. But I remember being like proper annoyed. And I remember being in another supermarket and seeing like uh, one of the one of the staff in the supermarket like obviously they're like you know try and do this trying that and they're trying to be polite but i remember seeing one i mean obviously i, I have no context because i walked on it and they were really like patronizing a member of staff about the rules and i just thought like what is this like you know what i mean like it's it's kind of like i just thought I'm, I'm glad that that member of the public is getting this conversation from the member of staff yeah. i just thought if it was me um and it's not like I don't want to follow or I'm against the rules or anything like that. It's just I know how I am. And obviously a lot of people that there's certain things that I guess the public uh, consider standard autistic behavior, you know, like meltdowns or stimming or fidgeting. Yeah. Or, do you know what I mean? Or like unusual speech patterns. So the way they talk and structure sentences seems kind of off. You know, people look for that as a sign of autism. But for me, a sign of autism is, yeah, when somebody who is talking to me a certain way is talking to me a certain way in a situation that's already stressful. My autistic trait is to get really angry and basically try and say something rude enough to get them to stop talking is like my way. And it's not because I like being rude to people or I'm a rude person. It's just obviously the situation is making me anxious and uncomfortable and uh my coping mechanism and the behavior i've learned is to basically say something horrific so they'll shut up yeah um and so i felt like what if that had happened to me like what if i inadvertently did something wrong in the supermarket and then this member of staff who's starting to patronize me and i know that they're just doing their jobs and they're classed as like essential work and that kind of thing but i know because i work in retail Oh God, I sound like one of them. I actually work in retail, so you know I know the rules. I get that all the time when I'm at work. I hate, I hate when that happens. But anyway, what I'm saying is, is I work in retail, and I know that if I was to patronise a customer to the level he was patronising a customer, yeah, like I would have been told my manager, "What are you doing? Like, do you want these people to come back and yeah. spend money here?" And I saw them doing it, and I get that they're doing it for like their own protection and that kind of thing, and it's a completely different situation to what I deal with at my job. Mm. But for me, you know, the supermarket rules are different. You've got to do a certain thing. You have to go a certain way. I feel like if somebody held me from just doing what I need to do and getting out of there as soon as I can to tell me about something that I already know about, to give me the rules of stuff that I can quite clearly see this is not a normal Mm. day, I do feel like it would be hard for me and for my autism not to be like, just tell him, just tell him. Because then if you say what you want to say now, what's entering your head, they'll stop talking you can buy what you want, you can be out of here, mm. you can be home and it can be over. And that's, you know, that's that's how my autism manifests itself a lot of time is I don't want to be mean, but that's the only way I can move on from this. Yeah. And I know I should probably work on that, you know, like I'm 35 now and like the fact that that has been my coping mechanism probably since I was about nine, that's how I've got out of situations that are making me uncomfortable and unbearable is to just be as horrible as possible 
just so they'll leave me alone. And I don't mean it. Like there are times after I've been horrible, calmed down, averted a meltdown, feel like more at peace with myself rather than gone back to them and gone, look, sorry about that. But, you know, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, it is a thing. So I have to I have to have my headphones on. I have to do stuff. And there have been people that have said stuff to me while I'm going around lately with my headphones on. Nothing to do with like breaking social distancing. People that are just talking to me in general. You know, like, how are you? Or, you know, oh, we're going to get through this. You know, like that kind of stuff. And yeah. I'm just having to ignore everything everybody's saying to me when I'm out in public. Uh, unless I'm with you. Because when I'm with you, it's different. Because... Uh, your your coping mechanism with this kind of stuff is much different to mine. So usually now I just let you talk to them if people start a conversation because then I can see what kind of thing it is. But what I've been doing when I've been going out is I just wear my headphones and anybody that tries to talk to me, no matter who it is, no matter what it is, no matter anything, just don't listen to anything anybody's saying. And then that way um, I can't get myself in a situation that might come off as... Because like I say, it would be different any other time. Any other time of the year, like when this wasn't happening... I could behave in a certain way and it would just be me on my own, that kind of thing. But when you do it now, like everybody's just, everybody just like, it's it's just, it's so much of a, like, it's a delicate situation. I was going to say, yeah, you're already sort of tense and on edge and it is yeah. sort of, yeah, I, I, I have an expression that's in my head that's not, you know, fully forming, but it's something like, You've shaken up the bottle. but <laughs> I don't know why you ever try these explanations. You get so many sayings wrong. Or, I mean, I, I haven't got, we haven't got, we could do an episode on the things that you say that aren't the correct expressions, but you're convinced they definitely are. You'll say it, and then I'm like, that's not that, that's not a saying. And you're like, yes, it is. And then I try and tell you that you've basically combined three different sayings to make one saying, and you're like, no, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm right. And then we have to Google it, and I have to show you that the thing you said is wrong. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. You're like, walking around like a shaken up Coke bottle. Yes, yes, that's that's definitely a that's definitely a saying. The no, old that's... walking around like a shaken up Coke bottle. Like we've all been, we've all, we. All, I use that one all the time. You know that one's. Uh, I think I've seen that on a sticker on a car. You know, I think I saw a car drive past the other day that said, uh, "Don't be a shaken you, up Coke bottle." No, you <laughs> yes, yes, that. Uh, everybody's a shaken up Coke bottle right now, so like, don't don't do anything that'll take the lid off. It's high pressure. That's what I'm <laughs> gonna say. Yeah, I know. It's high pressure. Like your your top is ready to. Well, not mine. No, but yeah, like, and it that's could the, be. that's the thing is is everybody's a, it's 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 such a weird situation that you know. I mean, obviously, being autistic in general and going out in the public is difficult. Um you know, all year round. Mm. But doing it now is is worse. And obviously, like, normally, I suppose, the autism would take uh, precedence, but you know what I mean? Like, it would, it would become the more important thing. If, yeah. If, if, if I had a situation where a member of staff was telling me something and I had a reaction that was considered not acceptable, at least maybe if I could bring myself to do it, I'd be like, look, I'm autistic, it's, I didn't like I can't it's, yeah it's just how it is but obviously everybody now like you know feels uh a certain way like I've, I've seen it like we've been out for walks and I've seen somebody walk too close to someone and then watch that person they got too close to like scream at them social distancing and 
throw their arms in the air and you know we've seen yeah. that we've seen that happen a few times now where someone's gone like are oh, you supposed to be keeping your distance like and that kind of thing everybody's kind of like a bit like that i think yeah it's such a a mix at the moment because when you go out it seems like there is a lot of emotion everything's very heightened but it's all coming out in different ways there's people that are fearful like you know you you don't know they might have underlying health conditions or just in general they might not but they might be fearful of something happening there's people that are confused and don't know don't understand aren't sure what the correct procedure is and also there's people that just i think their coping mechanism is to pretend that it's not happening which i i guess yeah. that's like a big one of mine not necessarily for this but in in life i tend to pretend that things aren't happening if they're bad so i think when you combine all of these different personality types people that react to things differently and then you've got this like bundle of people out there it's it it i'm finding it very interesting to see how people are communicating with each other because i really enjoy the way that people communicate i love watching it i find it really interesting sometimes i feel like when someone's communicating with me in a way that's more I don't know, aggressive or annoyed. Sometimes I respond in different ways to see how, what sort of reaction I'm going to get because I feel like you can calm people down, you can make people worse. It depends on the person. Um, and it is quite interesting to me. Like the watching different methods of communication I find really interesting because I mean, I just, I never think that it's the correct way to go about it to just straight away go in with some sort of like the aggression because you don't know what the other person's going through. But I do think it's very interesting at the moment because it does seem like there's a lot of um, aggression. Again, I think it comes from just heightened emotions, but it's, yeah, I've, I've never seen quite so much of it around yeah i mean it's why i'm avoiding interacting with anyone at the yeah. moment because you know like at the best you know before like any of this stuff i struck you know there's rules there's things you can say there's things you can't say there's things you can do there's things you can't do in the nt world to interact with people you know and i struggle to follow the etiquette of mm. uh, social interaction at the best of times anyway like i find it hard to do what you're supposed to do say what you're supposed to say and the thing that always irritates me is, you know, people that say play the game. Uh, that's always something that I found annoying, like pre any of this is when I've behaved in a certain way that's considered not acceptable or I won't do something. And then someone goes, come on, play the game. Like that's life, you know, and then people say that to me. I always find that really like that's that's so like infuriating for me. Anybody that fra- uses that phrase to me ever, I immediately, for some reason, I don't know why, uh, it's just a big trigger in me. If anybody uses something of uh, basically pointing out that there's a way of doing things and I'm not following it and I should be. And obviously I don't really understand the way things work in that sense anyway. Like I don't, when people say play the game or that's life, I, I kind of feel like, yeah, that's all right for you because you for some reason know how this works. But I kind of just am blindly like mm. feeling my way around with a lot of stuff when I do anything, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh and I don't understand when I've said something wrong or done something wrong a lot of the time until after I've done it and then someone's gone, this is wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I struggle with that anyway. But now there's like this whole new set of rules on how we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do. And 
now what's acceptable to say and what's not acceptable to say and what's the right conduct and stuff. And I just think, like, come on. Like, I didn't get the first lot, like, down. Yeah. Why, why is there these new ones now? Uh, and, yeah, there's just a certain way everybody's got to be at the moment. You know, I know it's, it's a certain thing. So, yeah, it, I am finding it a bit more difficult. Uh, but I guess, you know, that's, it's, that's normal. That's, uh, that's the thing. I always, I always hate the, the, um, uh, it doesn't happen so much for you, but it, it kind of happens with me is I'm always kind of like doing things that then attract the wrong kind of attention to me. And then I'm having to like have conversations with people where they then explain to me why my behavior was unacceptable or why the thing I did was wrong. And, you know, and I'm just, I don't ever apologize for it and I don't ever say sorry and I don't ever just be like, okay, fine, explain to me what I did wrong so yeah. I can do this again. I always immediately just go super defensive and super annoyed and just think like, whatever, like, don't tell me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, if you want to play that way and if, if that's how you want to live your life and if that's how you want to conduct yourself, that's your decision. But don't try and make me be like you. Uh, and it's, you know, it's something to do with, like, I think my, like, um, mind masking and trying to be NT and stuff. And then when people pointing out, yeah, you know, it's good. You, you're good at pretending you're NT, but, you know, it's kind of like that's what this, this kind of what I'm hearing is that is, you yeah. know, your pretense in being neurotypical is it's all right. It's acceptable, but there's huge like flaws in it and it's not perfect. And then, you know, when people are pointing out the things I say and do that are wrong, then you know that's it, and it's it's the same with uh, it's same with screamy person in the shopping center. You know, I didn't think like okay, I get it. You're worried, you're scared. You know, I think they had a mask on. You know, yeah. I can't remember too much now. Um, and I, do you know, what I mean like in, what I should be thinking is like they're just scared, they're just worried. You know, they're just this. They think I'm too close. Like they are freaking out. But what I thought was. You think it's normal to scream at a stranger for no reason. Yeah. And that's that's where my thing was. I can't, you know, it's the empathy sympathy thing again. I can't really put myself at the level they are that I just think like, you know what? Like what you did is totally not right. So like, you know, I feel like you need to stop this, you know, and, yeah. I, and I can't do that. And yeah, it's the same. Like I, like I say previously, like there's been loads of examples where in the past I've got into trouble for doing something and then they've had, someone's had a chat with me to do it. And, you know, some people have like the best interests. They've taken me to one side and had a chat with me and said, like, you did this and maybe you shouldn't have spoke to them yeah. this way. Maybe you shouldn't have said that. And they're trying to be nice and they're using like a lower toy and just trying to say like, look, just in future. Um, and, you know, I suppose if you're neurotypical, I guess the way that conversation goes is they take you to one side, they have the quiet conversation with you and then you go, oh, really? Sorry, I didn't realise. Like, oh, my bad. Thanks for bringing this to my attention. Uh, Whereas for me, I immediately am in the what's it to do with you? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, why are you getting involved? This isn't even you. I don't, you know, like this kind of thing. I just kind of feel like, how are you to tell me how to interact with people? And I go on like that level of stuff all the time when i'm not i'm not doing what's considered the the right way of doing things so yeah now like now at the moment i'm just i'll kind of like just keep myself to myself i feel uh, and try and avoid um as much interaction as possible but like we were saying at the start of this episode when i was saying that you know if I was living on my own right now and had a girlfriend, I wouldn't have a girlfriend at this point because it would be like three months down the line. I do wonder that when everything goes back to normal, because I've spent so long only interacting with you 
and my mom. Mm. Uh, I wonder what I'll be like with the people that I used to see all the time. Well, you, know? you are your coke bottle, aren't you? No, I don't mean the coke <laughs> bottle stuff again. Yeah, I think like I think it'll be you'll be fine. Um, cause, cause you are all right. Like I think I think there are examples of there are things that I guess for lack of a better word in in some way sort of trigger you trigger certain reactions out of you that I think are more directly linked to your Asperger's and it, it does depend on on the day and what else is happening and the environment that you're in but there are definitely certain things where I think if you hear it you see it or somebody says it to you it sparks a reaction in you um that is you know the the worse of one and not necessarily that you say something but it just sparks the reaction maybe in your head of like the annoyance but um it's not like all the time and it's not so many things so I think I think you'd be all right I think it will take some adapting I think the most difficult thing is going to be the adapting to because for a lot of people it's adapting to you know how we're going to go back to they say you know we can't go back to normal but how we're going to go back to going about our lives in a way that's more I guess social distancing friendly or whatever I think the real struggle for for you and for me and for other people on the spectrum is how you're going to go back to social interaction after spending so long not necessarily having to deal with so many people and so much talking potentially so much masking that sort of thing i think that's going to be yeah because i've spent nearly three months now just not really having to mask at all um you know like i i still do my usual dress in a certain way and you know physically being a certain way when i'm out in the shops but i'm not talking to anybody so it's 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 like that i i don't I haven't had to do a lot of things. So yeah, having to go back to doing them, it will be interesting. I kind of was thought that maybe because I've gone this long without doing them and I am much calmer and much more relaxed these days. Yeah, anyway, you are. like in general, I, uh, I have, yeah, I have become like much more relaxed and calm. I know for a lot of people that are on the spectrum, this whole situation has made them more tense and like they're more like panicked and more anxious but for me I've had the opposite since this has happened yeah uh I have become more calm more relaxed I'm not as angry I'm not as like stressed I uh do like my like tight chestness and all that stuff I've kind of not had any of that in ages uh so it'll be interesting for me to go back into it because I think I'll have to try and remember do you remember you, you can be calmer if yeah. you want to be just gotta find a way that works but obviously when I go back to work because I work in a shop I imagine there'll be all kinds of new rules and etiquette and stuff that you've got to do for a time. And I think I'll be too busy trying to get into the normal, here's how to talk to strangers, Yeah. that I might forget some of the newer, like, safety ones that are in. Or I won't be able to do, I could do the safety ones, but then that distracts me from my interactions. So I can't have a normal conversation with a stranger and follow the, you know, the rules. The rules of yeah. what I can and can't do now. So I'll be more thinking, well, the rules are more important because that's the thing that this is, you know, the more, I guess, that this happens, that it will go back to normal sooner if I follow these rules and do this kind of thing properly, which means my conversations with people will be affected 
or do I just work on my conversations but then ignore the rules, which will be worse either way? So I'm interested to see what will happen, like, because I do think either I'll have just really weird conversations with people where they'll think I'm distracted and not really listening to them. Because obviously, like, with me and, like, the ADHD and, like, that kind of stuff is I'll be thinking about all different kind of things all at once. And, and therefore, I feel like the way I'll talk to people will be different anyway. I feel like it'll be really disjointed. You know, like, when you're talking to me and I'm thinking about something too much at the same time. <laughs> And you're trying to have a conversation with me, but you're getting like, I'm trying to tell you, basically say a basic sentence, but you're getting like two words every like 20 seconds. Oh my God. So so yeah, sometimes having a conversation, you know what? (laughs) It's not annoying. It's funny. But the, the funniest thing about it is it's usually you have come to me because you want to tell me something. It's not even like we're having a conversation, whereas I'm having it and you don't really want to be having it. You'll come up to me and be like, so? And I'm like, yeah. And it's, you know, uh, this person, I think, yeah, well, they, it's like that. It's, it's yeah, like or I'll just, I'll just be going, so yeah, we're talking about this and I'm going that. And then halfway through it, I'll go, wait, what was I, Yeah. what was I saying? And I'll do that a lot. Or um, I say like, where was I? Or um, why did, why did I talk to you? What were you talking yeah. about? I always say like what we were talking about a lot. Um, or eventually I'll talk for like 20 minutes and then go, so going back to my original point and then I'll make my original point. And then even when I say the original thing the other day, because it happened yesterday, we were talking about this, this thing. We so, were talking about the beach. No, we weren't talking about, this is the problem. We weren't talking about the beach. Um, somebody I know has recently had a baby and they've made a social media account for their baby. Their baby is like two, three days old and it's got a Facebook account. And I was having a conversation with you about how weird that is and how odd. And I've never seen anybody do that before. And I thought that was just a really weird thing to do. But then I swear I was talking to you for like 45 minutes. And I was just like, and yeah, and that's why sand is the way it is. And I was just like, wait, so this baby's social media account. Yeah. And like, that's that's how I am. And Yeah, it was about 45 minutes because we'd walked the whole length of the beach. Yeah. And then I was just like, wait, so, and it's because we'd seen some sand and something else had happened and I was talking, I was talking and I was just like, yeah, so going back to my original point and then no way linked. And that's what's going to happen. I think once I'm back at work is we might have like screens up or we might not be able to talk to people in a certain way or you're not allowed so many people doing this and that and you know, whatever. Um, And I'll be too distracted by that, watching other people doing it and seeing who's doing what that I will be talking to customers and going, so here's what you need to, um, yeah, and then you'll probably, uh, sorry, what did you want? Yeah. And I'm going to be like that. Or I'm going to have to fully concentrate on talking to the customer and then have the customer scream at me because I've suddenly moved too close to them and I haven't realised that's what I've done. Yeah. So I'm trying to, I guess what I'll have to do is just have really weird conversations with people and stick to the rules because I can't imagine people will scream at me if they just think that, I imagine at best they might do like an online review where they just like, I got served by a guy who I'm pretty sure was high and I'll probably just get that. Yeah. Which I guess is the lesser of two evils. I guess, uh, yeah, I think, I think you'll be fine. I just, I enjoyed that because that is when we go out for like long walks sometimes, I'm going back into it because I thought this was fascinating. We go out for long walks sometimes sort of like two hours or so. And I swear we usually leave like the flat we would be talking about something and by the time we return to the flat we're still talking about that thing because 
we like we did we went out the conversation started on this social media account we somehow linked making a social media account for your child to going to the beach from going to the beach we then sort of compared going to the beach to going on a night out talked about nights out eventually pulled it back to the beach then pulled it back to the social media account and that is how our conversations work we go in and in and in and then slowly like peel back those layers out and out and out until we're back to the original yeah and that is what we do when we talk i feel like i don't know if that's just a i mean that's that's how all my conversations go unless we're talking about something that i'm currently like obsessed with if it's one of my current Mm. obsessions with something yeah then that's all we'll talk about and it won't move on to anything else and then i think whoever i'm talking to including like yourself if you try and move the conversation to something else i'll be like going back to this yeah sometimes when we have conversations (laughs) you can tell that one of us wants to talk about something and the other one wants to talk about something else and we will just like i'll i'll go yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. It's kind of like this, and I talk about that, and then you go, yeah, but bringing it back to that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the difference. I mean, I know that uh, when I used to talk to, like, NT people at great length about something I'm obsessed with, you could tell that they had lost interest, like, way before I'd finished talking. But I just thought, whatever, I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, But with you, because we're both on the spectrum, it is bad when we've both got something we want to talk about because it's kind of like a a duel as to what conversation we're going to have. You'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, talking about the benefits of, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something that's the reason. Talking about the benefits of having uh, like more carbs in your diet before this. And then I'm like, so in the Batman games... I was going to say Batman games because yeah. that's what we were talking about. Because at the moment I'm playing all the Arkham Batman games again uh, and I'm trying to like 100% them all. And yeah, you'll be like, so yeah, if you have a lot of carbs before you uh, go for a run, it works better for like this, that and the other. I'm just like, like, so in Arkham City, yeah. the Riddler is in all of them. And he's kind of there and he was like, yeah, so potatoes. And I'm like, and then the Riddler. And it's kind of like our conversations are a bit like that. We will genuinely have a conversation <laughs> like that and we'll find weird links to make it back to what we want to talk about. So like Nikki will be talking about Batman and I'll think, yeah, and for Batman to have that much energy, he must be eating all these carbs and then... Uh, <laughs> Nicky will go, yeah, and they're grown in this place. And in the Batman games, I went to that place. (laughs) And that is what our conversations are like, just finding weird. I mean, it doesn't happen very often, but there are times when we are sort of, we're basically having two separate conversations. And it's more like I'm just talking to myself about, and then you're just talking to yourself about what you want to do. Yeah, but it's the same when I'm talking about things that I'm obsessed with, uh, when I'm talking to people that are, like not autistic and all not listening um i don't care that they're not listening yeah. i don't care that they are not like paying attention anymore and they might have been paying attention for like a third of the conversation it's kind of like i just need to say it out loud and get it all out there so it to, for me it doesn't matter even if i know that that person that i finished like unloading the whole thing onto at the end probably goes over to someone it's like what were they talking about like nikki would not shut up about this like i personally even if i can hear them say he wouldn't shut up about it I've just got this weight of, doesn't matter, I've said it. So, like, I'm just like, it's fine. And I know you're a bit like that. Um, you know, sometimes I'm not really listening to you. Not that I'm really talking, it's just I'm trying to do something else. Yeah. But you're just like, and another thing. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I uh, I kind of know that you need to... You get need it to off my chest. Get it off, so I just kind of let you just go. 
you know, every now and then I'll, like, I'm thinking. But then, yeah, it's not always. Like, most of the time when you talk about stuff, I will listen to what you're saying. Yeah, I would it's say. It's just, just every now and then. You can tell. If you know someone that's autistic. Yeah. You can tell when they're actually having a conversation with you. <laughs> uh, if you know them well enough and you know their, like, traits and the way. And you can tell when they just need to say this lengthy thing about it. And they're like, with me, it's obvious what I'm doing. When I'm actually engaging in a conversation about something I'm interested in, it's different for me going, right. Here's a load of information that you're probably not going to want, but it's coming anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, when we talk about the the way we converse, we, we do tend to have... Yeah, sometimes we get into, like, really deep discussions with each other that we're both really sort of, like, passionate about. And it's almost... I mean, we are listening to one another and we're just excited to, like, say our next bit. And Yeah, yeah but sometimes we are just sort of having conversations more for the person that's talking's benefit. But it's, it, I feel like we, we know. We know where we're at. Like, I, like you say, I don't really mind if you're not listening to me when it's a, a thing that I just need to say. I'd like, I probably would just as easily have that conversation just with myself in a room. Mm. Like I do, I talk to myself, and sometimes that's that's all I need. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes I know when you stop listening to me, uh, anyway, because your replies are not consistent with what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, at least, like you know, with like with a lot of narrative people, I do it too. They're still being polite <laughs> and trying to say stuff that's relevant, whereas uh, you'll say stuff, and I just think like, um, what's going on? Like, I think it happened yesterday. I think I was like to you, I was just like, what do you think about this whole Dominic Cummings thing? And you went, yeah, sure. And I was like, right, you're not listening. <laughs> Sometimes I try and change the conversation as well because I'm done with the conversation. But I just, I never do it in a nice sort of subtle way because I, I just, um, you'll, you'll go on this long like speech and then you get to the end ready for me to say something about what you've said. And I just go... It's the weather today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least we're, I think we're quite good at conversing with each other because we know what the other person's like. Yeah. Yeah. But like I say, I think uh, sort of bringing this way back, I think when, uh, if you are in lockdown with someone that is on the spectrum and you're noticing that they maybe aren't really listening to you or they are being a little bit short it might just be uh down to not quite being ready to talk yet yeah yeah i mean obviously like uh, you know you know you know this person so you know what their their things are i mean i used to have to explain it um to other people uh when i didn't want to talk but it's hard to try and say to them look i want to have a conversation right now because you know in non-autistic like phrases that means i'm angry with you yeah uh but like for autism it just means like i can't you can't have a conversation with me now because i can't have a conversation with you now and it is like a physical it sounds bad but for me it is almost like a physical activity that i don't want to do yeah uh, or that i haven't got the energy for sometimes when people want to have a conversation with me i'm just not ready and it's got nothing to do with me not being able to deal with the context of the in of the conversation it's not like it's a conversation that we I've been avoiding and that kind of thing. It's just sometimes it's it's the same for me as like, you know, someone saying, okay, so I need to, I want to talk to you about this. And it's just like, well, I am not ready to talk full stop, let alone about this. You yeah. Know? 
it's just I can't do it right now. And it's it, for me, sometimes it feels like they're saying, OK, so I need you to do a 10 mile run uh, right now. And yeah. I'm like, no, uh, I will not. Uh, and it's just more like that. It's not a case of I don't want to. It's not a case of I don't want to talk to you. The trouble is, is trying to trying to say that in a way that doesn't sound bad is difficult. Trying to say to someone, uh, no, I don't want to talk right now because I, I, I can't. I don't want to talk. Uh, I just don't feel like talking. Uh, that for a lot of people is just like, well, when are we going to have this conversation then? And for me, when I'm in one of those moods where I don't want to talk, I can't see the end of that period ending. So, you know, there'd be times like, when do we want to talk then? And I'm just like, I don't know, but not now. Yeah, like with me, what happens a lot is um, like when I'm reading, obviously when, you, when you're reading, you can't really read and hold a conversation at the same time. And sometimes I'll be like in the middle of reading and you'll say something to me and I feel so like fine to stop reading and have the conversation and we'll be chatting and then I just go back to reading whenever we're done with the conversation but there are certain times where I'm I'm reading and I just want to like I'm, I'm quite into the book or I'm just like you said just not ready to talk yet and I think oh, okay what I'll do is I'll finish this chapter and then once I finish this chapter I'll be ready to talk and then I finish the chapter and I'm not ready I thought I would be I thought I just wanted to get to the end of the chapter and it turns out I didn't I actually just wanted more time so then like I read another chapter and I'm still not ready and then another so like it's very difficult to know you can't put a time frame on it because it's what I find as well is it's not a case of like yeah yeah, yeah I'll be ready in five minutes I think I'm not ready and I probably won't be ready for ages and then all of a sudden like a flick of a switch I'm okay to talk I'm like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be, you know, this conversation just seems like a huge, like, strain and effort. And then 10 minutes later, I'm just like, yeah, cool. Let's talk. Yeah. But then it's hard to do that with someone because, you know, they think, what? So we can do this stuff on your timetable, you know, not yeah. when I want to. And it's just like, look, you wouldn't have been able to have a conversation with me because I just wouldn't have done it. And in the times where I haven't wanted to have a conversation, but somebody's really insisting on having it. The conversation we've had is just a full blown argument. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say it never it never really goes well because like you'll end up getting frustrated because you'll just be getting like short answers from the person that doesn't want to talk or yeah, it will turn into an argument or something. But you know, it's I feel like I feel like it's not that it has to be on, on your like the autistic person's terms. I just feel like it probably shouldn't be when they really can't talk so when they can talk it doesn't mean that every time they're okay to talk you have to talk to them no but just don't don't go for it when they can't yeah wait wait until you both want to yeah like they just can't like when you can't you can't it's it's not even a it's almost impossible to do it Uh, and the conversation becomes quite i would say in all the times when i've insisted when someone's insisted and talk to me when i'm not capable of having a conversation at that point it has either been my answers are not there at all or really short or it's we've ended up I've ended up falling out with the person just because of the level of like stress for some reason this conversation's having today that it wasn't having before Uh, and then you know you can have the exact same conversation with me 20-30 minutes later and it will go exactly the way that it was supposed to go yeah, and you you can tell, like I can tell, sometimes I'll, I'll be talking to you and I'll, I'm quite an ex, excitable talker, I guess. Like when I'm into a conversation, I get quite like loud and excited. And when you're giving like really short answers back, I think, okay, he's not ready. Like he just, yeah. and I just, you know, back off and I wait. And usually what happens is like five, ten minutes later, you come into the room and go, so 
with that and then that's it like I know that you're then ready because you'll you will give it a bit of time but then you'll come over to me and start talking about that exact same thing yeah yeah it happens quite a lot so yeah I think just just be patient okay that's it for this week uh thank you everybody again for listening uh I know like I say our episodes are further apart at the moment but uh I'm sure they'll go back to normal soon uh but yeah thank you everybody for listening again uh, we are available on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just look for Them Aspergers. There's a private group on Facebook if you want to join it. Uh, it's not it's not particularly a to do with the podcast. You can ask questions about the podcast, uh, but it's just there if you need someone to talk to about autism, whether you're autistic or not. Uh, and we've got an email address, which is themaspergers at gmail.com if you want to email us anything just to us and you don't want to use social media. Because obviously on all social media platforms, you can private message us as well. Anything else you want to add? No, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Hope you're all well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope everybody's all right. Everything's yeah. going well for you. I haven't seen too much stuff. Uh, like I say, I'm on a lot of burger groups and uh, there's no... I think initially a lot of burgers were panicked about this, but it seems like as a group we were slowly like... United uh, we stand. Like, I'm not, that's not what I was thinking of, but <laughs> no. But yes. Yeah? Yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Bye!